Persons listening to this show should experience varying degrees of euphoria and might radiate a warm glow of truth from their entire being. This phenomenon sometimes lasts hours after a typical brain massage. If you are listening with another Lights On listener and they begin to glow, don't be concerned. This is a phenomenon normally associated with Pastor Scheidbach's patented brain massage technique and merely means the truth has set them free. The devil beware. Pastor Scheidbach is on. Hello, I'm Dr. Scheidbach, pastor at the Lighthouse Baptist Church in Santa Maria, California, and your brain masseur. Get ready for your brain massage. Truth. Served here, flavored by delectable wit, delicious sarcasm, succulent sagacity, a gourmet meal for the mind. Let's keep happy Thanksgiving happy, happy, happy. <laughs> I think your brother Roberts. Or is that Robertson? Oh, my goodness. As in remembering happier days, right? Trump did a great job putting a few chuckles in his turkey pardon speech back in 2019. In case you forgot it, President Trump expressed his appreciation for how well the turkeys, one named bread, the other named butter, had uh, been trained by their owners to remain calm in any situation. He explained that was good because he understood bread and butter were subpoenaed to appear in Schiff's basement. <laughs> and that at least then Schiff would have a testimony from someone that had actually met Trump. All right, the pardoning of the turkeys began with Lincoln, I understand, continued with Truman, got institutionalized with Bush too, I read somewhere. I don't know who was the first to pardon both, I think Reagan did that, uh, but Fox told us Trump did it also, and this year Biden did it, but Biden pardoning a turkey. Uh, that's a little different meaning, I think. Anyway, Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday. I love them all. All our American traditions are great. And the left is attacking every one of them. Thanksgiving is under attack, has been for many decades now. And almost as viciously as they attacked Christmas till Trump came along, gave it back to us, right? At least with Thanksgiving, it's only attacked by anti-Christian ragers. What's an anti-Christian rager? Bible thump alert, Bible thump alert. If you're a God-hating America, a founded despising Democrat, and you're driving heavy equipment, please pull over and brace yourself. The brain masseur is about to make you mad. <laughs> Those of you whose blood pressure rises anytime someone mentions the Bible or God or Jesus, grab a paper bag if you can find one. Get ready to breathe into it when you start hyperventilating. All you liberal mommies out there need to grab your kids and cover their ears, especially those who love to take their children to, uh, to the library to be taught by confused transgender freaks because, uh, freaks, you don't like that word? Well, it, you must be new to the brain massage show because the first thing you'll need to know about the brain masseur is, uh, well, he doesn't use terms intended merely to hurt somebody. It's not the idea at all. Uh, I use words purposely, very carefully, as a matter of fact. Uh, so let me help you out here. The word freak is used informally as an adjective to describe a person regarded as strange because of their unusual appearance or behavior. And if you've seen the clownish costumes of these transgender and transvestite people uh, providing sex education for our children, well, then you, you understand the word is appropriate. It's just freaky, freakish. It's abnormal. Uh, here's a quick rundown of how this word worked its way into uh, its present meaning. In 1560, it was used to speak of a sudden change of mind for no apparent cause, probably derived from a Middle English word frickin, which means to move nimbly or briskly, uh, which is akin to the old English word frisian, which means to dance. Uh, this morphed into freaking, which is used to speak of one who is capricious in their behavior, uh, someone who acts on a whim, and, uh, and freck, 
which in the mid-1500s was used to describe one as eager, zealous, bold, brave, or fierce. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, it's, it's, it's used to describe a capricious, capricious notion uh, in the mid-1500s uh, into something unusual, a fancy, 1784, morphed in the 1800s to be used for something abnormally developed, either a person or plant or animal or whatever. And the phrase freak of nature became popular for bearded ladies, albinos, and stuff like that. And by the late 1800s and 1887 and so on, uh, it was used to identify someone obsessed with anything, a health freak, a study freak. Uh, whatever stood out as unusual, strange, bizarre, came to be called a freak in the early 1900s. As a verb, its root meaning is to change or distort. As a noun, it identified someone considered out there, someone that is abnormal in behavior or appearance. Uh, it is rooted, interestingly, in a word used among the Scottish that, used positively, described a bold man, a warrior, and negatively as one that is greedy, eager, bold, or impudent. Now, if you cannot see how perfectly this word may be used to describe transgender advocates, and other gender-confused anti-Christ warriors, well, I, I can't give any more time to try to help you out here. Uh, they are, by definition, freaks. Uh, now, caveat is in order. There is undoubtedly some subjectivity in how we apply the epithet. Uh, as our culture degenerates from the standards of, and norms of our founders, uh, there follows a parallel degradation of our sense of morals. In another decade, we Christians may be called freaks. Oh, wait a minute. That's already happening. Yeah, young Christian men and women are looked at and called freaks because they desire to save themselves for their life partner and refuse to join in the sexual promiscuity that has given us the disturbing statistic three million young people contracting a sexually transmitted disease yearly. But we don't care about our children. Let them destroy their futures and their lives. You know, any hope they might have for a healthy and happy marriage is of no concern to us, right? Uh, let's encourage them to live like rats and crawl all over each other, right? Uh, but I must say that according to nature, nature's God, these people are freaks against nature. And nature punishes them. Uh, but there are many laboring to mainstream the unnatural tendency among, what is it, one or is it three percent of the population who reject their God-given gender and insanely imagine they can change it by simply declaring themselves to be whatever gender they desire to be, pretending to have the power of God, I guess, right? And that, my friend, is, well, it's freaky, downright freakish. So uh, that, that should have given all the ragers time to hide in their darkness from the glaring or garish light of truth. <laughs> anyway, what is an Antichrist rager? Well, the Bible says, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. And that's Christ, by the way. Uh, say, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. In Psalm 2. So an Antichrist rager is someone who resents the idea, the truth, that Christ would reign over them. They hate it when we teach them all that Christ has commanded us, as Jesus told us to do. They rebel viscerally against the idea that Christ's laws govern the world. They chafe against the bands and cords. Some are content to let him be king of heaven, uh, but they go all rabid if you suggest that he is presently the king of the earth. They become irrationally enraged when Christians assert his morality in this world and promote it as the way of righteousness and expose their evil rebellion as the way of, well, wickedness. Uh, they, they get all freaky about it. 
Uh, they get freaked out. <laughs> oh, mercy. The Antichrist Rangers are attacking every holy day in America that is related in any real way to Christ and Christianity. Halloween, well, that's okay. But Christmas, you know, Christ was sent, Christmas. Or Easter, from a German cognate, by the way, Easter, which means resurrection, by the way. Not Ishtar, that's that's some nonsense some Catholic bishop came up with by the name of Bede. Anyway, uh, get the truth. Uh, Okay. Of course, as many of you know, Christmas and Easter are attacked from both sides, uh, within Christianity and from without. Anyway. The attack on Thanksgiving has developed into an open assault. We live in a critical time in the history of our country. We will decide to pull this erstwhile God-fearing country out from under God entirely, and so provoke God to drop the United States into the maw of hell to be swallowed up and while, uh, while Satan burps and picks the Christians from his teeth. Or we will rise against the Antichrist ragers and assert the righteousness of Christ and his claim of lordship, all uh, over all heaven and all the earth and reaffirm America as one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's right, for all. Uh, We've acknowledged the right of crazy men to think they are women, but we refuse to yield our right to recognize them for what they are, confused men. Get this. We've gone so far as to acknowledge your right, let's just say, speaking rhetorically, not to have your children exposed to Christian indoctrination in the public school. Why? Because uh, we all believe in freedom of thought and belief, right? Yeah. Well, my right to believe in God and worship Christ Jesus does not mean I have a right to make you believe and worship too, right? Yeah, right. So what makes you think your right to believe you are a girl when biologically you're a male of the species gives you the right to force me to believe it or affirm it? You don't feel any obligation to affirm my belief in creation, why should I affirm your belief in, in the nonsense of evolution and the foolishness of your gender confusion? Why can you teach my children evolution and gender confusion and distort American history and tell my children what I believe are lies about America and about his family's faith? What logic is that? You can teach your religion to my kids. I can't teach my religion to yours. Fooey. I'm done with this nonsense. You have fooled Christians long enough. You don't fool me. Uh, We will wake up and rise up and put a stop to this nonsense. You don't get to teach your values to my kid. Listen, you have no obligation to affirm my beliefs, and I have no obligation to affirm yours. You might think I have strayed from the point, but indeed I have not. Public education has become Marxist indoctrination in America. They want to teach America out of our children. And this is partly done by attacking all our Christian cultural holidays, and they are attacking Thanksgiving. It's time to take a short break. My dear friends, look, I believe all men must repent and believe on Christ Jesus and confess Jesus as Lord. But that does not give me the right to force you to confess Jesus as Lord, right? Uh, See, Christ himself believes in the principle of the consent of the governed. How about that? Uh, He gives you the free will to choose. What if I pass a law that says you must affirm my faith and agree with me and use the language that I choose that makes me comfortable? Uh, That would be wrong, right? Of course right. So what makes you think you have the right to force me to say you're a man when I know you're a girl, you were born a girl, and what gives you the right to indoctrinate my children contrary to my values and my beliefs? What gives you the right to turn the children against their parents in their own country? I say you don't have that right. All right, my friends, hold on to the break. I'll be right back. Satan wants you to believe the world belongs to him and that you, Christian, have no say and no place in it. But the secret is out. Jesus is king, and all mankind are his subjects. Satan has no right to rule an inch of territory in the earth. Learn how to claim the earth for Jesus Christ 
Get God's War, Why Christians Should Rule the World. Go to GodsWar2020.com. The Devil Beware. Pastor Scheidbach is on the air. Hello and welcome back. I'm Dr. Scheidbach, pastor of the Lighthouse, your brain masseur, and Paul Revere's lantern lighter, lighting the lamps in the church belfry art, singing the enemies on the march, an enemy that we steal from us our liberties. And forgive me, my voice is a little rough this afternoon. Listen, a bit of current news. Uh, here's a town in Green Charter Township, Michigan, that did not like their town's leadership getting into bed with China by voting to allow the communists to plant a huge vehicle battery plant in their town. Uh, read about it in the article I've got linked here. They told the board no. Let the board ignore them like they do here in California. You know, when the people vote uh, in California and we say we, we believe that a marriage is a union between a man and a woman, well, the liberals just say, ah, oh, well, what do the people know? And they just go ahead and issue the marriage licenses contrary to the will of the people of California. Like you, Mr. Newsom, you arrogant, arrogant dictator, tyrant. The people said a marriage is one woman, one man. You decided on your own, independent, like a vigilante, to go against the will of the people and go ahead and issue those marriage licenses. You are no more fit to be president of the United States than you are to be governor of this state. Arrogantly defy the will of the people. Well, the people of Green Charter Township, Michigan, they didn't go for that. They got together and voted the bums out, every single one of them. The elections are rigged in California, and you know it. But anyway, uh, they told the board, no, the board went forward with it anyway. The people rallied and, and voted every one of the, uh, the bums out on their ear and changed the locks after the election results were declared, and they replaced a whole lot of them. And they, they said, we don't want a communist company operating in our town. Uh, the council tried to hide the truth, uh, but, the, but someone read the bylaws of the company uh, that's called Goshen, by the way, which is a contraction of Go Innovation. Uh, it's a vehicle battery uh, outfit owned by China. And it, it, uh, they discovered that uh, the, the uh, company's bylaws include a provision that's, by the way, included in every Chinese-sponsored or Chinese-owned business that's operating here in America, every one of them has this wording in it, and it goes like this, quote, The company shall set up a party organization and carry out party activities in accordance with the Constitution of the Communist Party of China, end quote. Way to go, Sarah Huckabee, for, uh, for booting those guys out of your state, too. Yeah, it's a multi-billion dollar plant. Would have brought thousands of jobs to the community. But some of us care a little more about liberty than we do the God of Mammon. The townspeople of Green Charter Township said, we don't want communist companies here. The board ignored them, and they got ousted. It's hard to cheat an election where 98% of the voters are in one mind. My friend sent this to me with a note. This is what we need to do. We need a, a, a local focus. And to make sure that the evil of this wicked nation and this wicked state run by wicked people uh, doesn't get entry here in our town. Listen, don't let the evil of the state public education program take hold in Santa Maria. Don't sit down for it. Uh, we're launching an intense local action program for our valley. You'll see it coming soon from Lighthouse Baptist Church. Get a load of this. Now, medical officials in Canada are admitting that 74% of those who were triple vaxxed in Canada now have VADE, that's vaccine-acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. What? AIDS acquired by the vaccine. Canadian COVID-19 figures produced by the Canadian government are misleading. In this document, 
I have linked here, you'll see what I mean. When you put all the numbers together, the numbers reported by the Canadian Health Ministry, by the way, it is clear that the unvaccinated population accounted for the least number of cases uh, in every single week during the pandemic, while the numbers for the vaccinated and triple vaccinated Canadians soared. Uh, now I understand from this document that, uh, that about 74% of Canadians who were triple vaxxed have VADES now, that vaccine-acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Now, I'm thankful the truth is breaking out in all this, and the truth about Thanksgiving is breaking out, too. Chuck Norris is a God-fearing Christian-American patriot. Uh, He wrote an article for Thanksgiving published in the World Net Daily back in November 25 and 2019. Chuck Norris was addressing an upcoming article in the December issue that's titled, quote, The Way American Kids Are Learning About the First Thanksgiving is Changing. Uh, You can read it here online. Uh, And now I've read the article and Norris response. I think I'll just follow the the Norris article and then interject my comments along the way. I remember tracing my hand on a paper plate and then gluing on the feathers and and dotting the thumb with eyes and coloring in the the turkey. And then the teacher, you know, having paper headbands with feathers for some of us and then paper headbands with a picture of a pilgrim hat glued uh, to the front of others. And then orchestrating a kind of mock-up of the first Thanksgiving there at Plymouth Rock. Norris laments that that has been replaced with teachers who instruct the kids that pilgrims and Puritans were invaders who destroyed the land and annihilated the indigenous civilization. What a lie. According to the Time article, teachers gathered on November 9 at a workshop in Washington, D.C. that was titled, Rethinking Thanksgiving in Our Classrooms or in Your Classrooms. Uh, In this conference, the teachers were told that the pilgrims were not enjoying a peaceful celebration of their first successful harvest with the Indians. Instead, really, they were celebrating the burning of a Pequot village and the killing of the son of an Indian chief. What? And of course, most of the teachers were stunned at the revelation. One said she came from the conference realizing she had been teaching her children a lot of misperceptions. Oh, really? That's all it took to switch your mind? (laughs) Huh. Uh, Is there any truth to their claims? Uh, Dr. Bangs was the chief curator at Plymouth Plantation. Uh, He has served as a distinguished visiting professor at Arizona State University. He's a recognized scholar that has authored more than 10 books on the era of the Pilgrims and Puritans. The esteemed doctor of all things Pilgrim wrote a defense against those who tried to debunk the original Thanksgiving story. The truth about Thanksgiving is that the debunkers are wrong. And in typical liberal dodge-the-real-issue fashion, uh, if one of these Marxist-loving, God-hating Thanksgiving bunkers is challenged to prove all their allegations against our fond memories of history lessons in the bygone days, you know, when our teachers loved America as founded and taught us to love our country too, well, here's what they say, quote, Was the first Thanksgiving merely a pretext for bloodshed, enslavement, and displacement that would follow in later decades? Yeah, to, to ask whether this is true, that is the stories of the pilgrims getting along with the Indians, is to ask the wrong question, say they. It's true to its purposes. Uh, that's all it needs to be. For these holidays say much less about who we really are in some specific then than about who we want to be in an ever-changing now. Oh, God, help us from these these wicked liars. Uh-huh. I, I can see some heads exploding out there already. Intuitively, you know this is bunko talk. 
If you're asking whether what these naysayers against Christian settlement of this country uh, are saying is correct, you ask the wrong question. It doesn't matter if the details are accurate. What matters is whether the historical narrative is true to its purposes. So they look at history and, and they, they discern that the motives of the pilgrims in welcoming the Indians to that feast uh, was actually nefarious and full of... It's just unbelievable, these people. Uh, how easy it is for to, them to defame the memory of these good people when they're not here to defend themselves. But history is, and you can't find any record in your history or in any history that, that confirms this nonsense. Dr. West wrote an excellent article, We're Living on the Plymouth Rock, and explains what clever liars these bunkers really are. For example, the dear Mr. West points out what I had the pleasure to discover some years ago when I conducted a, th a thorough study of the history of Thanksgiving Day. The pilgrims of Plymouth were revered and remembered subsequently, not so much in the federal laws of our land, but virtually everywhere in the local customs of the people. As for state recognition of the significance of the Plymouth Landing and that first Thanksgiving feast, New York kicked it off and several states followed the example setting aside a certain day as a day of thanksgiving, commemorating our pilgrim forebears as early as 1817. In periodicals, newspapers, speeches, and books, the pilgrims were remembered and their memory cherished. On the occasion of the 200th anniversary of the landing, when the good people of the state stamped the famous rock with the date, 1620, Daniel Webster helped memorialize the landing site with a speech. Quote, the first settlement in New England, end quote, titled The First Settlement in New England. Uh, and that was December 20, 1820. By the way, in that speech, Webster also memorialized many of the key features in the Thanksgiving feast narrative as we have received it. And by the way, in his speech, Webster took a swipe at that wicked business of slavery. He argued that the sentiments shaped by the beliefs of these early pioneers would be appalled by slavery and would wish it opposed by any who honored their memory. How fitting that Abraham Lincoln, who led the nation to honor the anti-slavery sentiment alive in the bosom of every true Christian, would be the one who would establish Thanksgiving as a national holiday. David Barton has a fantastic website where all sorts of documentation can be found supporting our traditional view of American history. Go to wallbuilders.com. One document in particular, historical account of Thanksgiving, is worth your time to check it out. Uh, Chuck Norris also invites you, by the way, to check out Barton's video presentations, like the History of Thanksgiving, and then listen to the Wall Builders live radio broadcast. I concur. Barton is an excellent resource, and he can be trusted. He does not traffic in the fake news type stories, but stays with what can be corroborated. He's an honest student of our history. Check him out. I need to close. Chuck Norris recommends that we read... What he considers a stellar description of the Christian religious life and practice of the original pilgrims and separatists. And you'll find it in Plymouth Plantation website, Faith of the Pilgrims. Norris recommends we all read it around our Thanksgiving tables. It's here in the link I provide. My dear friends, don't let them take the happy out of Happy Thanksgiving as they've attempted to take the merry out of Merry Christmas. I have lit the lamps of the Church Belfry Arch. You let me know you see they're on. Uh, email me by going to our website, brainmassage.net. That's brainmassage.net. Find the Contact Us button. Send me an email. You can leave me a message in our listener response hotline by dialing 1-805-314-2114. God bless you, my dear friends. God bless America. And I'll see you in church. 
the science of a brain massage. The Brain Masseur uses words like fingers to massage your gray matter, forming insights in the mind that stimulate the pituitary to signal the adrenal to release nonepirephrine neurotransmitters and to fire these neurons through the sympathetic nervous system affecting the heart. The skilled brain masseur uses incisive logic to arrest our attention and nuanced razor-sharp rhetoric to cut away the tangled knots in our brains. When these knots are removed, the electrical impulse of stimulating insights fire the neurotransmitters so they can leap the synopse gaps. This generates a sparkling effect in the brain that can cause the countenance of a brain massage listener to glow. Additionally, sudden outbursts of energy caused by the release of glucose throughout the body increases the heart rate, while the pituitary gland in the brain releases all five types of dopamine at once. And this creates that sense of euphoria experienced by many brain massage listeners. And that's the science of a brain massage. Go to godswar2020.com. Masks don't protect against viral infection. In fact, they make matters worse, and they signal surrender of your bodily autonomy to the government. If you insist on wearing one, make sure it's white, because you're raising the white flag of surrender to oppression. Does the Bible support a government mask mandate? Government did not create our body, and it does not have the authority to regulate our right to breathe. They say follow the science, but scientists disagree about public masking. The Bible speaks of science falsely so-called. We should indeed follow true science. This book examines mask mandates from science and the Bible, 964 scientific articles examined, zero support for masks, and scriptures make it clear. Government authority is limited. It doesn't have the right to interfere with our natural right to decide medical interventions or inalienable rights God has endowed to every human being. Science says the masks don't work. The scripture says government has no authority to interfere with your right to breathe. Get 20% off at booklocker.com using this discount code. Save 20. Let my people breathe. Unmask Masking the mass controversy with science and the scripture is also available at barnesandnoble.com, walmart.com, Amazon, and elsewhere. Go to godswar2020.com. Everyone agrees. The word powers in Romans 13 refers to governments. Did you know that the same apostle who told us to submit to the powers in Romans 13 told us to wrestle against powers in Ephesians 6? Check it out. It's the same word, folks. There is a time to obey and a time to resist. In Let My People Breathe, Dr. Jerry Scheidbach explains Satan why we must wants resist you to believe mask the world and vaccine mandates. Biden's mandates are have no say of his and no place in it. We have an but the secret is out. To Jesus is king, illegal, and all mankind and are his subjects. This Satan has no right to rule an inch of territory in the huge earth. In Learn how to Addressing the earth from Jesus Christ. Masks, of course, Get God's the war. Why Christians should rule the world. Debate and touch fundamentally on the limited role of government in our lives and on our responsibilities to it. Let my people breathe. Unmasking the mass controversy with science and scripture might be the biggest little book you've ever read. Go to godswar2020.com. Let my people breathe. Unmasking the mass controversy with science and scripture answers two questions. Do they work? Answer, no. The second question, answered by this important book, is what does the scripture say about mask mandates? You'll get amazing clarity on questions like, what are the limits of human government? And how do we know when to stand our ground against government intrusion into our natural rights? Learn the biblical basis for resisting government intrusion into our medical choices, why our body does not belong to the government, and that God appointed to the individual responsibility for its care. That giving this to the government is literally to put government in 
in the place of God. Don't replace the divine right of kings with the divine right of government. Get this book and get the truth that will make you free. Prepare for the next Biden mask mandates before you consent. At least be informed. To all lights on business owners, and there are literally hundreds of you out there, for the sake of your employees and customers, get informed about masks before you go along with the Nazis trying to co-op your business into participating in government overreach. The book is Let My People Breathe, Unmasking the Mask Controversy with Science and Scripture by medical professional Sarah Green and theologian and pastor Dr. Jerry Scheibach, your beloved brain masseur. They're back that devilish manufactured disease, and they're already talking about forcing us to strap those dirty face diapers on our faces. If you believe in informed consent, here is the book that will help you. Let My People Breathe, Unmasking the Mask Controversy with Science and Scripture by medical professional Sarah Green, certified physician assistant, and theologian Dr. Jerry Scheidbach. Available wherever you buy your books. Your next brain massage is scheduled for Saturday at 12 noon and Sunday at 7 a.m. Go to GodsWar2020.com.